Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. This is Mike Roth. I'll be here today talking with Dave Arch. Dave has been a Sandler franchisee, and now he's sold his business, and he is a Sandler trainer. Dave has written a book called Transforming Leaders, The Sandler Way, The 52 Visual Lessons in Personal and Organizational Effectiveness. On September 17th here in Cincinnati and in Columbus, we're going to have Dave Arch, the author of the new Sandler book, Transforming Leaders the Sandler Way, going to talk about 52 leadership technologies that leaders need and guarantee that everyone is going to be leaving with at least one area where you will be an expert and you'll learn at least five others as well as hearing about the other 47 or so. He's going to be on the show talking about the product and his company and how he's gotten here on the 1st of August. The next tip club meeting is July 19th from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. This is Mike Roth, and joining me here today is Dave Arch. Thanks again, Dave, for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Great. Dave, let me ask you a couple of questions. You've been involved with the Sandler organization for over 11 years now, right? That's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and prior to Sandler, how many books have you actually written? I was heavily involved in the training, uh, train the trainer community. So I would train corporate trainers, and I wrote 15 books during that time that are still being used in the training community to help mm-hmm. content, ex- content experts know how to deliver their content more effectively. Good. Was this the first uh, book that you wrote for Sandler Selling System? It is. It is the first book I wrote for them, and I'm very happy they picked it up on the subject of leadership. Mm -hmm. What motivated you to write the book? Well, I work with a company. um, uh, I work with a company where I do about nothing else except help them prepare new leaders so that they have bench strength behind their current leaders. They're finding, as many companies are right now, the baby boomers are raising their hands and saying, I want to retire. And uh, then they're kind of caught flat-footed going, wow, we didn't proactively develop enough leadership to fill in the ranks. had no idea these guys were going to want to get out of here this early. And the pain is there now to develop leaders who can step into these vacated ranks. Okay, so uh, this is something that you found from a need in the marketplace. How wide do you think that is, that that companies aren't developing developing the next generation of leaders? I think it's fairly common because the current generation of leaders were never mentored. Most of them were never mm-hmm. mentored. Um, they were told, you're good at this, and therefore we're promoting you to manage people who do this. And mm-hmm. 
that's it. And 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 you know, it's kind of like God bless you. There you go. And now they're being called upon. And so the idea of mentoring uh, the, the the new the people coming into the workplace is just they don't have the tools. They don't understand what it takes to to develop them because it was never done for them. Right. Right. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned it that way because it brought back a memory in my head. Uh, the day after, or the day that I became a sales manager for the first time, I went to the CEO of the company, and I said to him, uh, "Alan, you have to send me to a uh, a management school, a leadership school." And he said, "Well, I don't know where one is. We don't have one in the company. As soon as you find one, let me know, and I'll send you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, at least you knew you needed one. I'm afraid yeah. many don't know they need one, and uh, yeah, that's that's another issue. Now, now the the uh, benefit is that as opposed um, to the older generation, the current senior managers, the new people coming in want to be mentored. They're asking for it. They're raising their hands. It, it, will anybody mentor me in my career? Um, I'm afraid with my generation, it was pretty much if you were over the age of 30, you didn't have much to teach me. Uh, but that is not the attitude of the present generation coming in. So we've we've got some really ripe opportunities here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the book was released uh, was it approximately uh, April first? That's right. That's when the book came out. And it and it is available through the uh, uh, the Sandler store on RothConsulting.net or uh, on Amazon. It's on Amazon as well. That's true. Yep, it's released through both. Is there a uh, audio book version of it coming? You know, we haven't talked about an audio book version. Um, what we did instead was we took um, we took the book and we we, we we put it with a deck of, of cards, playing cards. It's as it, you might notice, the book says graphically illustrated principles of leadership, and what that really? means is visual that lessons. This deck, yeah, visually. This uh, this deck of this deck of cards has each has a card for each of the 52 principles, and so the way we're rein, the way we encourage people to reinforce it is as they read the book, they might use one of the cards to set up by their by their computer to remind them of that that day. They might just thumb through the cards till they find one that looks interesting, and then look up that particular chapter in the book. If they're doing it in a group, we have several ideas for how to use those cards to reinforce the uh, content that's in the book and mm-hmm. so um that's that's what we've done so far there's been some talk of, of maybe um video podcast or audio book but nope not in the works right now okay uh we'll put a link in this uh in this show to the uh one minute video on youtube where they they can actually oh. see you talking a little bit about the book uh yeah, I was just being interviewed on why i wrote the book and what it was about good and uh dave when people come to the uh, session in uh, Columbus, Ohio, on the 23rd of July, they'll each get yeah. a copy of the book and a copy of the, uh, the deck of cards in a beautiful plastic case. Oh, a beautiful plastic case, yes. Yes, they'll get a copy of the book, they'll get a copy of the of, of the accompanying deck, and we'll be using both of those tools uh, to explore the principles that are in the book and give uh, give time to apply the principles to the um to the lives of those who come. Um, actually, the workshop starts with a little self-assessment of leadership, and so each participant will, will, will have a little self-assessment that only they see, but it will assess how they feel about themselves in the key areas of leadership, 
And then once they've identified where they're strong and where they feel they're weak, um, then throughout the seminar, they're listening, and, and I encourage them to be listening for the pieces that we share and the pieces that they explore from the book that will help them strengthen and grow in that particular area. Um, and probably I'd say the other benefit is just that they'll, they'll get a book that if they're wanting to mentor others in leadership, they'll be able to turn around and use this book so they will have resource. And uh, if they've got their eye on somebody who needs that development, they'll be very familiar with the principles by the end of the time. They'll be able to turn around and use it with them too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a heck of a lot of time here in the show, Dave. So what I thought we could do is, is, is talk a, a brief bit about some of the areas that the book covers that, that most courses on leadership leave out. Uh, you have a big section on charisma. Action. Well, I do. Yeah, and I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a practical learner. So I'm kind of one of those that if you can't, if I can't use it tomorrow, don't bother me with it today. Everybody's not that way. There are certainly those that just love learning and learning a lot about a lot of things. But this book is written from a very cut-to-the-chase, practical learning. So when we talk about charisma, we're talking about the ability to relate quickly and um, allow people to get to know you quickly, and you and and you find it easy to get to know other people quickly. It's that it's that ability to do intimacy and gather their trust quickly. That is the charisma piece that a leader needs. Sometimes we think charisma is just kind of you know a big white smile and flashy, and people are attracted to you. But what they're attracted to has more to do with what's inside the leader than what's outside the leader. They're attracted to the leaders, and we spend a lot of time in the book on those characteristics of the leader being a principled person, a person of integrity, a person being humble but confident, and how to strike those balances. Um, that's, that's, what the, that's the direction the book goes. It's not, it's not a motivational book. It's a how-to book. It's a nuts-and-bolts book. Right. It, it starts off with something you call the, the Big Seven. That's right, the seven categories in which the book has been divided and uh, summarized by, in the very last section, um, I, I'll give you my, just when I, when I develop leaders, and I, I have 40 coaching sessions a month with people that I'm developing into leaders and growing in their leadership skills. Mm-hmm. My goal is that of a velvet-covered brick. That's a, kind of a weird analogy, but I find that... A velvet-covered brick. Mm. Some manage. Some leaders are too velvety. Some mm. leaders are too brick, too bricky. Um, mm. I want a leader to be soft, to 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 be approachable, to be vulnerable. But if you push, you'll feel right under the surface substance, and you'll feel something that you will you will grow to respect. And so I'm always fine-tuning my, the people I coach to make sure that the velvet and the brick stay in balance. That's and that's a lot of what the book goes into in the uh, specific details. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the seminar, are you going to have time to take uh, everyone through uh, the entire book? What we do is we divide the chapters, and, and uh, everybody at the seminar becomes an instant expert on one of the chapters in the book. And as an instant expert, now, I've held some back for myself, so I teach. I teach some of the chapters myself. But as an instant expert, they'll be working with a group of about four or five other people, 
and they'll be sharing what they learned from their chapter. And, and then we give time also during the seminar where they get a chance to share with other people. But you, you learn from others, and you learn by teaching others what you've learned from your chapter. Then, to balance all of that, um, I address four areas uh, myself that are chapters in the book and elaborate on those. Um, so that, that, those, are two, those are two of the pieces. Okay. And then we, provide, then we provide an opportunity for the people there. I just returned from conducting one uh, yesterday in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, we had 360 years of experience in the room of people who had either observed leaders or had been a leader themselves as part of their career. We have a, people bring a lot of experience, and we provide an opportunity for people to so put their questions. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have four or five books. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, so, what's the optimum size for, for the uh, for the leadership uh, group? I think typically we 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 I would seek I would seek to keep it at thirty. Mm-hmm. Maximum thirty. And, Maximum uh, and that, thirty. And that's and that's the way we've set it up for uh, the Columbus, Ohio uh, program. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Maybe you can preview uh, for everyone. Uh, w- at least one of the four sections of the book that that you're going to be the the instructor in, as opposed to the self-appointed the appointed experts. Uh, one of the book, one of the sections that I will teach is that what you're asking? That's right. Yeah, you want me to highlight one of the sections that I will that I would teach. I teach I teach a section on the drama on the drama triangle, and this to me has been a fascinating piece. I'm convinced. A good leader will pay as much attention to the health of their organization, to the health of the people that are following them, the emotional health, as they do the skills of the people that are following them. Um, Patrick Lencioni, one of my one of my uh, idols, just came out with a book called The Advantage, and he says way too many companies spend 98% of their time on the smart side of the business and only 2% on the healthy side of the business. Well, eventually, you can't get to the smart side if the healthy side isn't maintained. So I spend time going into a concept given to us by a Dr. Karpman and the drama triangle. He just basically said every dysfunctional relationship can be described like this. There's a victim, there's a persecutor, and there's a rescuer. And we talk about the dysfunctions of those roles in the life of a leader and how to manage them out of the lives of their followers. That's one I kept for myself. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good one. So, Dave, the 80-20 principle, or the old Pareto uh, principle, is that still effective today or true? Well, you know, I, do, I do bounce that off of the people that I coach, and I, 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 I put it out to people that, that are part of the, uh, the seminars that I lead, and I've never had anybody say, oh, that, that doesn't work. Instead, there's this face validity about it to where they can give me anecdotal evidence that, yes, yes, it still works. 20% of my energy creates 80% of my productivity. A leader understands that, and a leader seeks to determine what is the 20% of their energy that they can allocate to that, to those activities that, that is going to yield for them 80%. Because on the flip side of that, of course, 80% of my energy creates only 20% of my productivity. Mm-hmm. That's a high amount of energy for a little bit of return. I have to manage that. And uh, so there's, yeah, there's some real lessons in time management, or as I prefer to say, energy allocation in the Pareto principle that still, I believe, works today. 
you know, a lot, a lot in a lot of businesses, they're 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 worried about cost justification. Uh, if someone invests five hundred dollars in coming to the uh, Transforming Leaders, the San Luis program, what kind of ROI do you think they're going to see? Well, here's where the ROI here's where the ROI happens. We usually, and I'd say there's rare exceptions, but usually we hire people for their skills, mm-hmm. and we fire people for their attitudes and for their behaviors. So they're very good at something that our company needs, and we hire them, but then we fire them because they, they're not emotionally intelligent, they alienate people, they, you know, all those things that we didn't pay attention to in the hiring. Well, the, mm-hmm. cost of a, the cost of a bad hire is currently estimated at about four times the annual salary and benefits of the individual that you have to let go. So if you're talking about a typical administrative employee from 40 to $80,000, you're saying That's that right. the cost is, is probably of, going to Of exceed. replacing them, of, of letting them go, and then retraining the new person. It gets up into the hundreds of thousands very quickly. And that's mm. an unmeasured cost. Most people don't, most companies do not measure the cost of a bad hire. So, and so what, I'm sorry, go ahead. So the positioning of the ROI on the leadership program will, will be to uh, make that questionable employee into a productive employee in the company so they don't have to be replaced? That is exactly right. And if you happen to be in leadership in a company, it mm-hmm. will give you the tools for monitoring the health of your group and making sure that things aren't festering at a relationship level and then how to respond to those, lead through those. That's what this is. That's that's where your return for the five hundred dollars would come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you uh, ran the the leadership program in Charlotte uh, this week, uh, what was the uh, kind of job title breakdown of the people who were in the room? With Most the of them, years? yeah. Out, out of the people that were in the room, there obviously was a wide variety of industries. So that that that's just to be said, we had everybody, and then we had everybody from people who were sales managers, so they were leading their team of salespeople, to business owners who were leading their entire company, and, and, and we had everybody in between. And then we had people who weren't currently in a leadership position, but they came because they wanted to learn how to better, this is going to sound kind of weird, but better lead themselves. <laughs> And I don't think anybody's a better leader of others than they are a leader of themselves. And so mm-hmm. they were there to pick up these leadership principles so they could more more efficiently and effectively align their own lives. Mm-hmm. Based on your lead, lead themselves. Right. Who got the most out of your program? Well, I heard thing? across the board, they just would get, you know, the word the most is probably, I don't know how to say the most, but they all got different things. And so what resonated with the president of the company, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to put that into practice, didn't necessarily resonate with the person who came to just um, learn how to lead themselves better. But then they wrote down, and everybody keeps a running list of what they're going to take away from the seminar. And uh, when, when those lists were compared, you know, I, I got a chance to overhear as they were sharing those lists with each other. No right. one left with less than 10 takeaways. And that, that was the gamut. But it was what specifically fit their world. 
Mm-hmm. Different people in different worlds will take away different things. That's right, and we provide enough, kind of like a buffet, that hopefully they can find their 10. I don't know that they can apply more than 10, so 10 is probably a good number. Right, right. Dave, we're going to take a, a short commercial break here, and we'll be back after the Sandler Rules. Hi, this is Paul Lanigan with Standard Training, and I'm here today to talk to you about Rule 21. Sell today, educate tomorrow. Christmas 2002 was a special Christmas for me because I'd just completed my first year in business, but I had a problem. I had a very fast-looming tax filing deadline. Coincidence, our luck would have it that there was, there's a well-known accounting software company that had a 10-day trial software offer that was in a local business periodical. I called the company and I had my credit card in one hand, phone cradle like this under my chin, and I called the number. A very pleasant sales rep answered the phone and asked me how she could help. I said, I'm interested in that software package that you have. Straight away she said, oh that's our new product, it's just released and it'll do all your VAT returns for you automatically. Now VAT is a type of transaction tax we have in business in, in Ireland. But the problem is, sales training companies are exempt from VAT tax. So I told her this. So she then reached into her bag of features and threw another one at me. This'll manage all your inventory for you. Of course, it's a training company. We don't have a lot of inventory. You see, she was trying to educate me on her product and trying to sell me on what my need is. Instead, if she had asked me, what prompted you to give us a call or how were you hoping I might be able to help you? I'd have told her that I needed a solution to file my taxes. I'd have told her that I was frustrated, that I was pulling my hair out, that I needed something fast. Remember the rule, sell today, educate me tomorrow. Sell me on what I need right now, what's my priority, and then tomorrow, you can tell me about all the other wonderful things that your product does. Dave, leadership in uh, American companies has been something that's uh, sometimes been praised and sometimes vilified. Uh, what do you think of the mo three most important characteristics of a good leader in an American company? I believe a good leader in an American company needs to be a person who can be trusted. And that's being the, that being the primary quality, that means that person has to have competency. Mm -hmm. They have to be skilled in an area that others admire and want to follow. They have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. They can't be up and down one day and down, you know, and they have to be intimate. That is, they have to be willing and able to allow others to get to know them easily. They can't be a lot to get past. And, and may I add a fourth? Sure, go ahead. They need, they need to be selfless. They need to demonstrate selflessness. They're not in it for themselves. They're in it for the good of those who are following them. Is if that they the have leadership uh, concept? That's right. If they have competency, consistency, intimacy, selflessness, 
they will be trusted. And to be trusted is foundational to be followed. Mm-hmm. I don't follow anybody I don't trust. I can understand it. I kind of feel the same way. Is there any uh, one specific area uh, that you feel uh, many leaders fail in and therefore uh, fail to do 100% of the job of a good leader? I believe the one area that we've spoken of already is the area of mentoring those people who are following them. Um, I think they're, they're, they're sometimes very good at supervising. Mm-hmm. I put that in another category. Training, which would be putting everybody in a room and being able to speak to them. A lot of leaders can do that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Coaching. Coaching, I can even come alongside somebody and help them get better at the job they're doing. But mentoring is where I really put my arm around them. I not only help them with their skills on the job, but I want to help them with their career path. I want to socialize them into the culture of the company so that they have the maximum chances of success I often say to leaders, I say, if you wrote a book and it was entitled The Way It Really Works Here, and that was just a book that described the way your company really worked, you won't find these rules written down anywhere. They're not in 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 an employee manual, but you know your culture. What would the Mm -hmm. 10 chapters be? And I believe we owe it to the people who follow us to culturalize them and explain those rather than leaving them to find those um, what would I say, those, those potholes on their own. We need to help guide them. They need guides through our companies. And that's where a leader could really come alongside and mentor somebody in their career. I think that's, I think that's the downfall. We stop short of that step many times. Many people think that mentoring is an expensive operation in a company. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's not. It's well, time. It's believe because you didn't mentor them. There you go. Is there a difference in uh, leadership strategy in a foreign-owned company as opposed to an American-owned company, Dave? I don't think there's different leadership strategies, but there are certainly different cultures. And so you would be mentoring your followers around the culture of your company. But that's what would be customized within the leadership role. I think what it takes for me to trust somebody here in another culture, there are basic human elements that make one human attractive, hubris, cause Mm -hmm. a person to look unattractive. I don't care what culture they're in. Pride, hubris, causes someone to look unattractive. Mm -hmm. Um, Lack of gratefulness causes someone to look unattractive. I won't follow them. So I believe there are some common principles that cross international lines because of the way we are wired just as people. Okay. Dave, we have to take a a short commercial break here. We'll be right back after this message. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. 
But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, back with Dave Arch. When we uh, talk about leadership, uh, some people have a, a negative connotation around uh, the word leadership. And other people feel that some leaders were great leaders and some leaders were poor leaders. What really separates the difference between a great leader and a poor Well, I think a very poor leader leans on his or her position to lead their followers. Mm-hmm. The people who are the most effective leaders have earned leadership, not positional leadership. They have been given the role of leader. They've been given the role. They haven't taken the role. Their followers have willingly given them the role of being their leader. Um, the people who are maybe, I don't know, insecure or come up sometimes from a different generation believe that it's positional authority, and they try to wield that. My, uh, my guru in, in leadership development uh, when, I was, when I was younger um, spoke a lot about the nonprofit organizations, and Peter Drucker gave it the last half of his life to nonprofits. He said, if a manager can go into a nonprofit and be successful and then go into the corporate world and manage in the same manner, he's going to be the best manager that company has. Meaning, in the nonprofit world, in the volunteer world, you don't have a stick. You're going right. to fire the volunteers? What are you going to do? No, you can't. So you need to learn to motivate people without using the stick. Right. If, that's you, a big... if, you, if you learn to do that and you carry that, those skills you gained, over into the corporate world, you will maximize your leadership um, and, 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 and the people that will follow you because you, you know how to not resort to the stick. Good. Uh, Dave, let's, uh, let's remind people about the uh, seminar that's coming up in a few weeks in Columbus, Ohio. That's, uh, okay. It's called... Uh, Transforming Leaders the Sandlin Way, based on the book. Uh, it's going to be held at uh, Tech Columbus. Uh, that's at 1275 Kinnear Road. Uh, the cost per person is uh, $500, and there's a discount of $100 for multiple people at the same company. Uh, when you're in Charlotte, how many companies sent more than one person? I believe out of that room we had, pro- let's see, I know offhand of three companies that sent more than one person. Mm-hmm. And, and that, anyone, you know, more than three? No, no, okay. not in Charlotte. There were three, three companies that sent more than one, and okay. one company had one company had four people there. Okay. So that I assume counts. they selectively picked. I assume they selectively picked people. I did hear that 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 some were there to learn the material so they could go back and teach it mm-hmm. in their companies. Oh, that's not. And a bad I thought, boy, I thought that's a pretty slick. Another return on your investment, you come and then you use it to teach back in your company a leadership uh, curriculum that you can use. Sure, and they can buy extra copies of the book. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And once they're, and once they're through it, they, you know, they've got the cards, they've got the book. It'll be obvious to them how to, how to, how to teach it. And, and uh, you know, so people from training departments might consider coming um, just to bring it back as a leadership, as a leadership component out of, uh, you know, to be used within the company through their training department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, 
we're going to encourage people in, uh, in HR departments, training departments, to, uh, to come to the program in Columbus. And, uh, Dave, I want to thank you for spending this time uh, here on the air with us. And, oh, you're welcome. Uh, do you have any last thoughts that you want to add? Uh, no, except I look forward to seeing you soon. And those who come, I look forward to meeting you. So I, I, uh, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for inviting me. And then more than that, thanks for putting this out there. Great. Look forward to seeing everyone on the 23rd of July uh, at the uh, Transforming Leaders Sandler Way. Uh, you can call our office at 513-753-9400, extension 106. Talk to Brittany, and she can get you registered so you're part of the Elite 30 who attend the seminar. Thanks again, Dave, for, for joining us here on the show. And, hey, thank uh, you, Mike. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.